Welcome to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com, the show that's here to make the topic of taxes fun and interesting while providing great advice for individuals and small business owners on how to mitigate their tax liabilities. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Belsis Smalley. Good afternoon, listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to our show, Tax Avoidance is Legal. I'm your host, Belsis Smalley. And I am your host, Craig Smalley. And we're at about week 20 of our show. We're really excited to be live on the air with you. Uh, we've decided to challenge ourselves by making the topic of taxes fun and interesting. And uh, that's what this show is all about, taxes and making it fun and interesting. So you want to yeah. tell them about today's show, Craig? Yeah, absolutely. So we've heard from both the Democrats and the Republicans in their national convention. So, um, you know, over the last two weeks. So I figured what we would do in this show is basically talk about the different candidates tax plans, because I know that that's really confusing to a lot of people. And I get a lot of questions about them um, during, um, you know, election season. So as Belsis mentioned, we're live on the air and happy to take calls. The call in number is one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. You can also email your questions to info at tax Now, we get a lot of emails over telephone calls because we realize you're probably at lunch or at work or wherever you are, and you don't want anybody to hear a confidential question. So, um, you know, that email, again, is info at taxavoidancesleagle.com, and we will answer your questions on the air. And if we don't get to them, I'll answer them after this show is over. And before we move forward, I just want to stress that the advice given on tax avoidance is legal is general in nature. Craig W. Smalley, EA, and CWSCAPA, LLP, and their associated entities cannot be held responsible for the advice given on this radio show. You should always consult uh, your tax and or legal advisor. And Tax Avoidance is Legal can be found on the Internet, as Craig mentioned. Our website is taxavoidanceislegal.com, and our uh, email is info at taxavoidanceislegal.com, and uh, we always check that inbox throughout the week, and even while we are on the air uh, doing the show, I check that inbox periodically. Uh, the show is sponsored by CWSEAPA LLP, as well as Tax Crisis Center LLC. Uh, CWSEAPA is the... Uh, uh, it's a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services, and our website is cwseapa.com. Our phone number is 1-844-CWSEAPA, and Tax Crisis Center can also be found on the web at taxcrisiscenter.com, and um, phone number for Tax Crisis Center is 1-855-IRS-2911. Absolutely. So, Bells, you know, as you know, I vote for a candidate based on their tax plan for the most part. I mean, that is always the most interesting thing to me are are the different tax plans. Yes, I know how much you love to look into the tax plans. Um, yeah, so- well, you know, I go I go over them with a fine tooth comb because you know they they really contain a lot of stuff, so they're really interesting to me. They are. Um, I guess since we have so much to discuss, maybe we can start with, uh, you know, I watched most of the uh, Democratic uh, National Convention uh, wrap up last night. So why don't we go ahead and start with Hillary Clinton's tax plan. What is she proposing? Well, basically, um, she's not breaking from the uh, the Democratic National Convention. She's not breaking from their typical tax plan, which is um, basically she's calling for a tax increase on the upper income earners. Typically, someone that is wealthy has usually acquired their income and pay taxes on that income. And what they do is they invest uh, the rest of the after-tax income into, you know, whatever it is they invest into, and um, that's a good majority of their wealth. And, you know, that being said, the wealthiest taxpayers are usually paying a lesser amount in taxes after they've earned their income because of capital gains, taxes, and dividend payments made to them. So, Currently, if if you have an investment and you hold that investment for a year and one day and your income is over $450,000, you pay 20% in taxes, and those are long-term capital gain taxes. So if your income is over 
$250,000, you pay an additional 3.8%, which is the net investment income tax, which is basically used to pay for the Affordable Care Act. So mm-hmm. if your income is under $450,000 and you hold a security or whatever capital asset that you have for a year and a day, you pay 15% in capital gains tax. And and, adi- and if your income, like I said, is over 250000 you have that additional 3.8% in net investment income tax. So let's take capital gains a step further and see where it can be, where it can affect a normal person, because this sounds like a rich person tax. Yeah. And that's a whole lot of information you just gave everybody. So why don't you break it down for us a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So let me, this sounds like a rich person tax and that's how I kind of started it off. So let me Break this down to probably the easiest example. Let's say you're a small business owner, okay? And let's say you went into business 10 years ago. You started with $1,000 and you built up your business. And, um, you know, so now there's nobody in your family that wants to take over your business. So you've decided you're going to sell your business. And, um, you know, when you sell your business, you'll probably have to pay capital gains and possibly net investment income taxes. Mm, so it's not it's not just a rich person tax you know and then in addition in addition to that there's so many people that hold mutual funds stocks and bonds and if they buy and sell those then they have to pay capital gains tax and and things like that yeah that's exactly what my next question was going to say be is uh do capital gains affect anything else so yeah, well, let me give you a perfect example, and we see this time and time again in our um, in our practice. So, let's say that uh, a husband and wife um, they're going to get married. The wife has a house, and the husband has a house. Now, I'm just going to say that the wife is going to move in with the husband, and I'm not saying that because she is subservient to the male, but I'm just using that just for an example, and that's typically how it works. So let's say that the woman moves in with the man, and when she moves in with the man, she has that home. Well, we all know that right now the um, real estate market, although it has come back a little bit, it's not up there where the levels are, and maybe possibly this person is upside down, so they don't want to sell their property. So what they want to do is they want to rent it out for a couple of years until the real estate market comes back and get enough money to pay the property taxes and the mortgage. So, you know, just to give it a chance for the real estate market to come back. So this happens every single day. And and seemingly, this would be a middle-class family. They're not rich. And when they sell that rental property, guess what? They've got to pay capital gains tax. So it's not necessarily a rich person's tax. Mm. Yeah, that's very good. So what is Hillary proposing to do with the, the capital gains taxes? Well, this is a lot of information. So I yes, want it, to, it is. <laughs> yeah, so um, I have a table here that I have the benefit of looking at. So I would um, tell anybody that, uh, you know, these tables that I'm looking at, and um, I'm also going to give you the Tax Foundation, which is the National um, Taxpayer Watch Group who analyzes these tax plans. I went over, you know, their whole thing. So all of this can be found on um, tax, taxfoundation.org. So you can find all of this. So her um, long-term capital gains tax uh, rate schedule is a little bit complicated. So if you hold a property for less than one year, currently you pay it whatever your ordinary income tax rate is. So with her, the marginal tax rate would be 39.6% plus an investment tax of 3.8% plus a surtax on incomes over $5 million at 4%. So the combined capital gains rate rate would be 47.4% if you have capital gains. And that's only if you're in the 39% tax bracket. So let's say that you hold the property for one or two years, then you would also have a 47.4% capital gains tax. Two to three years that you hold the property, that comes down to 38, or I'm sorry, 43.8%. Three to four years that you own the property, it would come down to 39.8%. Four to five years would be 35.8%, and five to six years would come down to 31.8%, and then more than six years would be 27.8%. So that's what she, she's, she's looking for a, a major, um, 
a major uh, increase in these capital gains taxes. And I think she's doing that because we all remember Mitt Romney a few years ago published his tax returns mm-hmm. and it and it turned out that effectively he was only paying tax at 20 percent or so. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a huge difference, though, what she's uh, uh, proposing. So. Yeah, well, stop and think about this for a minute. So we have hardworking clients, and and they're not rich, but they sell their business or their rental properties or even some stocks or bonds and mutuals, and they would have to pay these new taxes. So that's kind of um, a a downside to to her plan. Mm -hmm. So what else is new? What else can you uh, tell us? Well, I have another table I'm looking at, and I'm not going to bore you with all the numbers, but... Currently, right now, we have um, our tax brackets go from 10% all the way to 39.6%, and then they stop. Hillary keeps that pretty much intact, except for she lowers the income limits uh, for these different taxes. But her largest uh, her largest uh, tax bracket is 43.6%, and that's for anybody making $5 million or above, um, and that's pretty much where it differs and then of course you know her capital gains and all of that okay and you said what what are they currently 10 percent currently currently they're they go from 10 percent to 39.6 percent but um when it gets to the third so hillary is proposing it goes to 39.6 percent at at four four hundred and fifteen thousand dollars Right now, it's $450,000 that it goes to 39.6%. So it is taxes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, really. Not really a big deal. It sounds like this is more a tax on the wealthy then. Not necessarily, Belsa. See, that's that's the problem. That's not necessarily. For instance, most small businesses in the U.S. are S-corporations. And um, so if you're in in an S-corporation, you don't pay any corporate tax. The profits and losses flow to the shareholder, being you personally, to be claimed on the shareholder's personal income tax return. So let's say that in one year you have an excellent year, and then you get hit with this with these new taxes. I mean, that would devastate your business. Let's say it's a one-time thing, but you get hit with higher taxes. So it's really a tax on small businesses. It's also a tax on the middle class, and it's also a tax on anything else. Mm, okay. I didn't think of that. So uh, what else are the highlights of Hillary's tax plan? What else can you share with us about her tax plan? Well, it restores, she restores the federal estate tax to 2009 level. So um, this would increase the estate tax um, rate to 45%, and the exemption would be $3.5 million. Today, the tax is 30% on um, estate values of $5.54 million. And if you're married, you can pass along your unused exemption to your spouse for a total of $11.8 million in exemption. Mm, okay. So what do you uh, think about that? Do you, would you say that's also uh, something more for uh, that, that's going to affect rich people? Is it a rich person's tax? or No. No, it's not. Now, let's stop and think about this for a minute, okay? If we're going to say that the the exemption is $3.5 million, let's just use anybody in an an example. Let's say that I own my home, and let's say my home is worth $500,000, and let's say I have a business, and my business is worth $2.1 million. Let's say that I have some investment. So, no, this is not a rich person's tax. I mean, a lot of people of what people have in assets – aren't necessarily, um, you know, they're not liquid, so they're not, you wouldn't be considered rich if you had $3.5 million in assets. It would just be um, a lot of people would fall into that, whereas now a lot of people aren't falling into it. Okay. Well, I know we have a lot more to discuss, including uh, talking about uh, Donald Trump's uh, tax plan, but I think it's about time for us to take a break. Um, so I want to remind everyone that uh, you can call in. We are live on the air. Our call-in number is one eight 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 go for it or one eight eight eight. Four six three six seven four eight. Call in with your questions or email your questions to info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And on the other side of the break, well, we will tackle uh, some more, including Donald Trump's tax plan. At Tax Crisis Center, LLC, we solve tax problems for a living. If you have a tax problem with the IRS, you've probably been inundated with postcards and letters from different tax resolution companies all over the country. 
Tax Crisis Center LLC is the country's premier tax resolution company. Unlike other tax resolution companies that will take your money and do nothing for you, once we are retained, we go to work. We get results for our clients and will handle your IRS problem professionally and expeditiously. Don't let the IRS push you around anymore. Give us a call at 1-855-IRS-2911. Email us at help at taxcrisiscenter.com or visit us on the web at www.taxcrisiscenter.com and let your voice be heard. CWS EAPA is a financial services company specializing in taxation and tax-related issues. Tax planning is a year-round activity. The biggest mistake that people make is thinking about taxes during tax time. When you have a complex tax situation, you need to plan for taxes on a year-round basis. Our specialty is mitigating our clients' tax obligations through careful tax planning. Tax avoidance is legal. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can visit us on the web at cwseapa.com or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Put us to work for you today. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsis Smalley. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Uh, today we have been discussing the uh, presidential candidate tax plans, which uh, if you are, uh, you know, a, a voter out there, you probably should be paying close attention to this. It's one of those topics. Nobody really wants to think about taxes, but uh, it affects everybody. Um, and it's always good to know what our uh, potential next president is going to have in store for us. So uh, I want to remind everyone that we are live on the air. Our call-in number is one eight eight eight. Go for it, or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight, and you can also visit our website taxavoidanceislegal.com and submit your questions via the website form or via email to info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. So uh, just uh, so the audience know, um, the first uh, whole seg- segment we were kind of talking about uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, tax plan. So um, do you want to talk about uh, Trump's tax plan next, Craig? Yeah, so Donald Trump takes a different approach. So um, his his basic tax plan is basically he lowers the uh, highest uh, tax rate. So there's only three uh, tax brackets. There's the 0%, 10%, 20%, and 25%. So um, anybody making um, $25,000 or less in a single or $50,000 or less and is married or $37,500 or less and is head of household, they'll pay nothing in taxes. So that's that's the beginning of this plan. Okay, so that's completely different. Uh, what is there more to this tax plan, I hope? <laughs> yeah, there is. There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's more to this. So in the tax brackets... If you're single and you make um, $25,001 up to $50,000 or married filing jointly $50,001 to $100,000, you pay 10% tax. So um, the 20% tax bracket comes in up to $150,000 if you're single, $300,000 if you're married, and then um, the 25% tax bracket uh, comes in for if you're single, one hundred and fifty thousand and one dollars and up, and three hundred thousand and one dollars and up if you're married filing jointly. Mm, okay, well, so this would end the practice of companies uh, taking their uh, money and labor force overseas. Hopefully, I think that's probably what he's hoping for, right? Well, yeah, that comes in when he he wants to lower the corporate tax rate. Um, from 15 per, from 35% where it is today, that's the highest corporate tax rate, which is the highest in the world down to 15%. Now let me explain something. A lot of people may have been reading the news lately and you may have seen that a lot of American companies are forming overseas. So 
Facebook has done this. Walgreens has done this. A lot of companies are forming in places like Ireland that has a 15% tax. They're doing that. And it's called a corporate inversion where they completely wrap up their headquarters here in the United States and they take it overseas and they create jobs for the people overseas and things like that. And these are known as corporate inversions. So um, in in doing that, the reason why they're doing that, Belsus, is because we have the highest corporate tax brackets here at 35%. Mm-hmm. So, so to answer your question, not only would it um, – would it stop that because there'd be no reason to do that? It would also uh, garner people coming into the United States and making investments as well. I see. Um, so what is he uh, going to do about the estate tax? Or should we take a break, Craig? What do you think? Yeah, let's take a break. Yeah, I think we should take a break and then tackle some more of these questions when we return. Uh, so hang in there, folks. And I want to remind everybody that they can call in. We are live on the air. Our call-in number is one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Or email your questions to info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. On the other side of the break, uh, we're going to continue with the uh, questions and answers. Forming a corporation or LLC can separate personal assets from your business assets. No matter what state your business operates in, forming a corporation or LLC in Nevada, Delaware, or Florida has benefits. For example, forming a corporation in Nevada offers privacy and no corporate income tax. Forming a corporation in Delaware can give you the legal protection of the state of Delaware, which is business friendly. On top of the legal reasons to form a corporation, there are tax benefits as well. Give us a call today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or email us at info at cwseapa.com. Come and see what you've been missing. Payroll can be a nightmare for a small business. When you have employees, you have to pay them periodically, pay the taxes associated with them, and file quarterly tax reports with the Internal Revenue Service and the state that your business operates in. Our payroll is seamless. It is done through a cloud-based system. All you do is put in what you are paying your employees and approve your payroll. We handle the rest. Our fees are lower than the national payroll companies, too. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272 or visit us on the web at CWSEAPAPayrollService.com. At Albertus Business Services Incorporated, we view ourselves as your internal bookkeeping department and are always improving ways to leverage proven cloud technologies to streamline and improve the efficiency of our outsourced services. With an in-house bookkeeper, you would run the cost of about 45000 a year. But with our monthly services, it would be a fraction of that cost. Let us help you with the tedious, time-consuming side of your business so you can focus on growing your business. Call us today at one 695 6658 Our website is albernusservices.com or email dalbernus at albernusservices.com. Your success is our business. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com. Here's Craig and Belsis Smalley. Oh, thank you so much. Welcome back to Tax Avoidance is Legal. Today we've been discussing the uh, presidential candidate's tax plans. And uh, before we went on break, um, we were discussing Donald Trump's tax plan. And uh, one of the questions I had, Craig, was what does uh, Donald Trump do with the estate tax? He completely eliminates it. So in 2010, it was all it was also eliminated. And then it went back in 2011. But he eliminates the estate tax. Okay. So my, I, I think the obvious question is, how is he going to pay for all these cuts? His campaign insists that the plan is revenue neutral, meaning that it would have no effect on the national debt. They, they insist that it's revenue neutral. Hmm. Okay. Well, we will have to wait and see if he becomes elected, huh? So what do uh, independent watch groups have to say about these two completely different plans? 
Well, t- you know, taxfoundation.org says that Trump's uh, plan would actually bolster the GDP by 10%. That's what they say. And what exactly is that? Because that, uh, honestly, to me, that's Gross domestic like- product. Gross domestic product. So there's a lot of things that go into GDP. One of them is government spending. Another one of them is, um, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, the financial, you know, a lot of things go into GDP. So it would raise our gross domestic product. Product by 10%. That's what they're saying. That's not coming from me. That's coming from an independent watch group. Mm-hmm. But there's a surprise with the Trump tax plan. And what is the surprise? Well, it shouldn't really be a surprise because, you know, Trump being the candidate he is, mm-hmm. it differs from the GOP's platform tax plan. So that uh, their the GOP, their plan calls for the following among, amongst its provisions regarding individuals, the blueprint would Quote, and I'm quoting, so I'm reading now, simplify, flatten, and lower tax rates for families and individuals, including um, both the top rates uh, to 33% and the number of brackets to three. Provide for reduced progressive tax rates on capital gains, dividends, and interest income. Eliminate the alternative minimum tax, which is something that is amazing. I, that'd be great if they could do that. Um, consolidate a number of existing family tax benefits into a larger standard deduction and a larger child independent tax credit. So right now you get a thousand dollar tax credit. They want to expand mm-hmm. that. So they want to continue it on with the earned income tax credit, but look for ways to improve it. And the reason why they want to look for ways to improve it is because it's abused a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wanna- it sure is. Yeah, so they want to simplify tax benefits for higher education because they're complicated now. They want to eliminate all itemized deductions except for mortgage interest deduction and charitable contribution deduction. And they want to continue uh, tax incentives for retirement savings and repeal the estate and generation skipping taxes. So that's where they differ um, between Trump's plan and the other plan. So um, oh, that's basically it. Trump's plan doesn't uh, uh, doesn't plan for any of these uh, changes that you uh, mentioned right now that the GOP plan. No, they don't. They don't. But he's in the he's in the middle of revamping his his tax plan. Apparently, um, he thinks he can do better, so he's in the middle of revamping it for the the major election. So this was his tax plan as of when he was a candidate when he was running for the Republican nomination. So okay. um, he does say that he is changing it. So we'll see what happens. I guess we will see what happens. Well, we do have uh, quite a lot of questions uh, to get to. So are you ready for some questions, Craig? Absolutely. Now, listen, before we go into questions, I am not going to tell you my, my party affiliation. I don't do that. This is not a political discussion. This is just a factual-based conversation about uh, the, the different tax plans. I'm not going to give you my opinion on one or the other. I'm just simply going to a- answer questions about their plans. All right, we'll see if that's true. We'll see if you can stick to your word there, Craig. I'll ding you if I hear you giving your opinion. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we have a question from Susan from Utah, uh, and uh, Susan asks, uh, how would the lowering of corporate tax brackets uh, increase the economy? Shouldn't corporations pay more income tax? Well, okay, so she is asking for my opinion, which I'm not going to give. Uh, okay. I'm not- I'm not going to give you my opinion, but I will, I will tell you that, um, going back to, um, microeconomics. So let's talk about microeconomics for, for a minute. And, um, in, in microeconomics, the lowering of, of, of corporate tax brackets would allow for a corporation to, instead of paying taxes, invest money into their business. They would hire people. They would, uh, do different things. It would also, in this case, would allow companies from overseas to come up and set up shop in the U.S. more than they do now because uh, the tax brackets would be lower. So shouldn't corporations pay more income tax? Well, you know, not really, because when we look at different things, when we look at different things, including raising the minimum wage and things like that, they don't pay. Corporations don't pay income tax. They simply pass that on um to, with higher fees and higher prices to the consumer. So um, it's one of those touchy subjects. And I know that everybody's against the evil corporation, but economically speaking, no, corporations shouldn't pay more taxes. 
Okay. It's not as fun when you're not giving your personal opinion, I must say. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I can give my personal opinion. I mean, personal, that was my personal opinion, was the economic opinion. So I can give my personal opinion. Oh, you agree with me? I just don't want to get, I just don't want to get political, is, is that. Hey, I am, I'm there with you. I'm personally not happy with either of these candidates anyway, and I think uh, there's quite a few folks out there. I'm not either. either. I'm not so. either. I'm, yeah, I'm not either, so it's, it's not, so, you know. I'm certainly not here to endorse either one of these candidates. Unfortunately, it's what we've got to pick from, but it's uh, it's definitely not something I'm, I'm happy. I would not be happy to endorse either one of them anyway. But anyhow, let's go on to the next question. Uh, Nicole in Yuma, Arizona states what uh, – actually – she wants to know what percentage of Americans pay capital gains tax anyway. So this is interesting. So right around May or June, the IRS released its statistics on income and income taxes and who pays the majority of taxes, what taxes they're paying and all of that. So um, that's really funny because I went through and I read that and I read it every year when it comes out. And don't quote me on this, but I'm going to give you a, a range. It was anywhere between 40 and 60 percent of all Americans pay capital gains tax in some form or another. Mm, good. That's interesting. That's good to know. Uh, yes, it is. A question I never thought to ask. So thank you, uh, Nicole and Yuma, for bringing that up. Uh, we have a question here from uh, Billy in Boston who says, uh, shouldn't rich people pay more taxes? This is one of those things that you hear a lot all the time. People just... Uh, uh, really want to suck it to the rich folks. Shouldn't rich people pay more in taxes? Well, I'm um, going back to that same report issued by the Internal Revenue Service. In 2014, the upper 1% of all um, wage earners, the people that were the wealthiest, paid 85.6% of all the taxes in the United States. So, when you're talking about cutting taxes, you can't very well cut the taxes of the people that don't pay it. So you would have to cut the taxes of the people that are paying the taxes. So the upper 1% pay 85.6% of all taxes. So they are they already are paying more in taxes. Okay. Well, that is uh, good to know. I think a lot of folks, like I was uh, saying, want to really suck it to the rich folks. They feel that because they, uh, you know, make more money, they should pay more, and sometimes it's, I think, more of a misunderstanding of how taxes work that uh, makes people think that rich folks sometimes get away with paying less in taxes. Uh, a lot of times it has to do with the way that they plan. They have folks who know how to you know, plan for their taxes, and you can do the same as well. It, uh, you don't have to be rich to uh, you know, have a really good tax plan in place. You just have to have a really good accountant, right, Craig? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Michael in Vermont says that there um, is there any provisions in either plan that would increase college tax credits or the child tax credit? So Michael really uh, wants to know about tax credits. Currently, currently, no, there's there's no provision in either that would uh, do the college tax credits or the child tax credit. But going back to Republicans, Excuse me. Going back to the Republicans, the Republicans as a party want to increase the child tax credit. So we'll see if Trump adopts that. But but that's the answer to your question. Okay, so we'll see when he uh, revamps his uh, tax plan, if there's anything in there uh, that might address these issues for you, Mitchell. So uh, I guess you're going to just have to wait and see. Uh, we've got Steve in Tampa who asks, uh, didn't Trump change his tax plan from what it was initially already? Oh, well, yeah, and I kind of answered that question. He's in the middle of, of changing it. So, yeah, right at this moment, he's in the middle of changing it. Okay. And a lot of people say that's for the general election, and he had one plan to win the Republicans and one mm -hmm. for the – but I think that there were a lot of holes in it, and yeah. he released it, and he's just revamping it. Yeah, I think probably heard a lot of uh, folks uh, complain about a lot of things that were missing in his tax plan, and he's had to kind of – Go back to his advisors and kind of rework that out. Uh, we have another question here from Jeannie in Orlando. Uh, she wants to know if there are any special tax breaks for teachers in any of the candidate plans. I'm assuming Jeannie is no. probably a teacher. Yeah, probably, but nothing more than the $250 um, deduction that you get currently. They they haven't specifically, um, you know, said that they're going to raise that or, or anything like that. But um, no, there's no special provision for that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's too bad for teachers, huh? Um, well, let's see here. I have a question, um, actually. Why does uh, Trump's plan seem to be so much simpler than Hillary's? Uh, I mean, I've only, you know, given it a uh, glance, to be quite honest. I'll put that out there and be straightforward with everyone. But it just seems like his plan's a lot, you know, simpler, and Hillary's seems a lot uh, more complex. Well, I think it's it's more that, you know, the the Democrats are are more known for – you know, raising taxes and the different levels of taxes and things like that. And Republicans are known for simplifying the tax code and things like that. I will tell you that the Democrats tax plan is much better for business because people are going to be looking for somebody like me to poke holes in it and find ways around it. So um, the Democrats tax plan is always better for business. But um, I think it's just the difference in the parties and, and, you know, what one wants over what the other wants. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see once uh, Trump finalizes, uh, you know, the revisions to his plan. But that does uh, tend to be the case where Republicans uh, want to simplify the tax tax code and, uh, you know, minimize, you know, government overall. And uh, Democrats uh, want to, you know, make things a little more. Usually they're more involved. But as you mentioned, it's not a bad thing for folks like us who, you know, make a living. Uh, no, 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 it's a very taxes. good thing. I mean, since the Democrats have been in power, it's been it's been absolutely fabulous for business. I'll just throw that out there. Mm-hmm. So it's good for business. Um, ah, here's fun. Here's a funny question. Um, Mike, Mark in Miami wants to know what your party affiliation is. So I don't. I am not. I am not going to answer that question. <laughs> I'm going to be completely neutral on that. I, I you know, it, it is what it is. I don't want this to turn into a big political debate about anything. But I'm not going to tell you my party affiliation. Okay. All right. I'm sorry, Mark. I tried. Um, Thomas in Phoenix says that uh, he is voting for Hillary, uh, but thinks her tax plan is too top-heavy on high-wage earners. Are there uh, any ways around the new taxes, or I guess? There will be, yeah. So if that becomes the law, let's say that that actually becomes law, there'll be people like me finding ways around it. So stay tuned. If that does become law, I've got a lot of studying to do to find a way around it. Oh, yeah, Craig will definitely enjoy that. So uh, for those of you out there who uh, might be voting for Hillary, feel free to contact us once she gets into office, if that's the case. <laughs> we'll be happy to help you find ways around. Uh, Craig loves to find uh, little tax loopholes. Absolutely. And, and the Republicans, the, I, I'm sorry, the Democrats, when they when when their tax plans go through, they are so fun to poke holes in. So anyway, it, it would be lovely if that happened. Okay. All right. We got a question here from Kyle in Montana who says that uh, he has a cattle ranch uh, that he inherited five years ago. The ranch has been in his family for oh, 150 years. Wow. Uh, he says the value of the ranch is $5.4 million. According to Hillary's plan, he would be better selling the ranch before he dies than letting his kids inherit the property. Is that accurate that is absolutely correct yeah so yeah that's horrible so you know going back to the estate tax being a rich person's problem it's not look at kyle kyle inherited this this is his family's ranch they've been working it for 150 years is that what you said 150 years right yeah they've been they've been working this this ranch for 150 years and now instead of passing it down to his um to his his family so they can you know continue working it he's better off selling it because he pays less in taxes so um it's 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 a horrible strategy it really is yeah i mean everybody uh works really hard for uh what they've gotten your objective usually is to pass it on to your family you want to keep it in the family you want to pass along uh what you guys have worked hard all these years for so uh it's too bad uh, that he would be better off selling the ranch before he dies than allowing his kids to inherit the property absolutely yeah absolutely all right, we have a question here from Nick in Des Moines. He wants to know how lowering the U.S. corporate tax brackets would stop uh, jobs from shipping overseas. 
Oh, well, very simply, a lot of these companies, um, when they go and they uh, do these inversions and they reincorporate in Ireland or somewhere where the tax bracket is lower, that's where their headquarters is. Anytime they repatriate that, repatriate that money, bring the money back to the United States, they're hit with a tax. So it makes more sense to keep your workforce over in the places where you've um, incorporated. So a lot of them do that. So, um, you know, in, if we just had a 15% that corporate tax rate here in the United States, um, we would never have to uh, reincorporate in different countries and ship our jobs overseas. So that's basically the best the best scenario. Yeah, because we we have seen a, a big shift of uh, you know companies uh, moving their headquarters overseas because it's just uh, so much. Uh, more affordable for them, uh, you know, more lucrative for them to do that. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of folks uh, dislike that and are hoping to change that. All right. Well, it sounds like it's time to take a break. Uh, remind everyone that they can call us at one eight 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 go for it or one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight, or email us uh, your questions, info at taxavoidanceislegal.com. And on the other uh, side of the break, we'll discuss more about uh, tax avoidance for individuals. At Albertus Business Services Incorporated, we view ourselves as your internal bookkeeping department and are always improving ways to leverage proven cloud technologies to streamline and improve the efficiency of our outsourced services. With an in-house bookkeeper, you would run the cost of about 45000 a year. But with our monthly services, it would be a fraction of that cost. Let us help you with the tedious, time-consuming side of your business so you can focus on growing your business. Call us today at 1-877-695-6658. Our website is albernaservices.com or email dalbernas at albernaservices.com. Your success is our business. Craig Smalley is the author of 12 books regarding taxation. Two of his books have been revised this year. It starts with an idea revised edition takes you through the startup of a company. It talks about taxes, entity structuring, the IRS, and so much more. The Complete Guide to Estate, Gifts, and Trust Taxation Revised Edition is about how to navigate the complex estate tax. Both books have just been released by CWSEAPA Publishing, LLC, and are on sale now at Amazon.com. If you are a business that has outgrown your accountant but are not big enough for one of the big four accounting firms, CWSEAPA Consulting may be perfect for you. We specialize in tax consulting for small to medium-sized businesses. We can advise you on whether it is time to start a holding company or management company to mitigate your tax liability. We can advise you on whether it is a good time to expand your business, hire employees, buy equipment, or lease equipment. There are different tax reasons to do different things. Let our over 22 years of experience work for you. Call us today at 1-844-CWSEAPA or 1-844-297-3272. You can email us at info at cwseapa.com or visit us on the web at cwseapa.com. We're doing something amazing and we want you to be a part of it. With so many choices when looking for quality investment advice, you owe it to yourself to seek a professional who has your best interests at heart. At J.B. Meridian Advisors, we don't sell products that generate commissions or have hidden fees. Client assets are never locked up in illiquid investments that could take months or years to access, or worse, charge a penalty to sell in an emergency. Our simple structure aligns the interests of our clients with our interests by charging a flat fee based on the assets we manage. As your portfolio value increases, our firm grows. Call J.B. Meridian Advisors now at 877-398-0051 or visit us online at jbmeridian.com. Now, let's get back to Craig and Dulcis Smalley for more of Tax Avoidance is Legal on TalkZone.com.
Welcome back. Uh, thank you so much for joining us on uh, Tax Avoidance is Legal. Uh, today we've been discussing the uh, presidential candidate tax plans, and uh, it's been uh, very informative. We discussed Hillary's tax plan, uh, Trump's tax plan, and now uh, we've been kind of uh, going over all our questions that we've been receiving. And uh, Craig, if you don't mind, we will keep on with all these questions. We're trying to get as many uh, people's questions answered as possible. And if, for any chance, folks, if we don't get to your questions, uh, want to stress that we do answer all of our uh, emails. So if you send us an email to info at taxavoidanceislegal.com, and if we don't get to your question live on the air, we will still make sure to respond and answer your questions. So uh, that being said, uh, you've really, uh, I think you've really kind of uh, discussed uh, both sides of the political spectrum, uh, spectrum today, Craig. Um, is there anything that you think you may have missed with regards to major points in Hillary or Trump's uh, tax plans? No, no, no. Those were the major points. Now, the nuances and everything, they haven't come out with nuances. So I don't know the different nuances of the plan, but those are the major topics of it. All right. Well, we have a question from uh, Will in Wisconsin who wants to know uh, what will happen with Obamacare under Trump um, and uh, also under Hillary. So I think that's a really good question. That's something that a lot of folks out there, uh, regardless of whether you are pro, um, you know, the Affordable Care Act or against the Affordable Care Act, uh, they want to know kind of how uh, the election of either of these candidates will affect uh, how Obamacare is handled. Well, it's not really a tax question, but um, I would presume Hillary would leave it the way that it is because she's a Democrat, and I would presume that Trump would do something else. That's, I mean, but that's not really a tax question. But I would, I would. That's that's what I would presume. Yeah, I would imagine so, and I, I think it would be, you know. Uh, if, if Trump is elected, uh, he seems to be the one who, uh, obviously, the uh, Republican Party tends to be the one against uh, uh, the Affordable Care Act. But I, I can't imagine changing it after everything that's happened. It'll definitely be something that would take quite quite a lot of effort and time. And, um, you know, it's not something that would happen overnight. So uh, it, it seems quite, quite a complex uh, thing to tackle. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, absolutely. I think a lot of folks assume it's a tax-related issue because they've kind of made it a tax issue. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess for the premium tax credit and all of that, yeah, mm-hmm. to some degree. But, I mean, actually, I mean, the actual health care plan itself has nothing to do with taxes. No, it sure doesn't. All right, well, um, along the same lines, Tracy in Daytona wants to know uh, if you are in favor of um, – you know, tax reform. Do you do you think? Uh, actually, there's two questions here. Marisol in Wilmington probably should ask that one first. He uh, she wants to know uh, if you think any of these tax plans will actually ever really come true. I think portions of them will. Yeah, portions of them will. I mean, not the whole thing because you know it depends on if you have a Democratic president and a Republican Congress. It really all depends. But portions of it may. It it, it depends. Okay, and then I think Tracy in Daytona wants to know, uh, are you in favor of, of tax reform? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the the tax code has not really, really been reformed since 1986, and it really, really needs to be reformed. There are so many areas that do need to be reformed. So, yes, I am in, I am in favor of tax reform. All right. Hank in Tuscaloosa wants to know, how can Trump's tax plan be uh, revenue neutral and add to uh, GDP by 10%? You'd have to ask the Tax Foundation. So go to taxfoundation.org and find out um, what they have to say about it. But they agreed with the campaign, and, and that's where those claims are coming from. Those are not my claims. Those are from the Tax Foundation. Mm, okay. Good to know. Uh, Monica in St. Louis says that she is with her, obviously uh, referring to uh, Hillary, and wants to know if you are with her as well. <laughs> Again, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not doing this. You're not going to bait me into this audience. They're I'm not going to tell you. you. Trying to trick you, I think. Yeah, um, I think so, Tim. We, we only have uh, time for a couple more questions, I think, before we run out of time. Um, let's see here. Samantha in Tallahassee asks if you think uh, tax reform will actually get done in the next four years. 
there's no possible way. No, I mean, you know, I think, you know, Bell says every time that there's an election, I want tax reform to come, but it never really does. And if you stop and think about it, you know, the, the net, the last time we had a major um, overhaul in the tax system was 1986. And that would have been Reagan's second term. So this is something for a second term president. And somebody that's going to go two terms. This isn't something that they're going to tackle in the first term of the president. I don't believe so. So I don't, I don't, really think it's going to get done in the next four years okay i can get we can might be able to get it started but it's going to take a lot longer than four years for it to all happen right absolutely yeah all right tim in west virginia wants to know which tax plan is more small business friendly and i think you you mentioned this earlier but uh if you could restate which tax plan is more uh small business friendly and well, obviously, with the lower tax brackets for individuals, it would be Trump's uh, tax plan because, like I said, most uh, companies are um, S-corporations, and um, S-corporations, they pay tax at the federal le- or at the federal level individually instead of corporate taxes. So um, anytime the money flows over to them to be claimed on their personal tax return, the least amount of tax that they can pay would obviously be better, and the more that they can reinvest in their company. So um, in that regard, I would say that, t- that um, Trump's tax plan is, is more small business friendly for sure. All right. Uh, let's see if we can squeeze another question in here. Haley in South Bend uh, wants to know what class pays the majority of income taxes in the U.S.? Yeah, well, I kind of went over that. So the upper 1% pay 85.6% of all taxes, believe it or not. The upper 10% pay 92.3% in, in taxes. So as you can see, the more income that you have, the more taxes that you pay. So that's basically it. So the people that pay the, the, the least amount of taxes are actually the middle class and the poor. So, um, and that's pretty much the way it should be. So, um, to say that it's a it's a tax increase and and I love this. You know how much I love this, Bell says. Mm-hmm. When we're sitting there and, and people say it's an increase, it's a tax increase on the middle class, or it's a tax increase on the poor, and I always laugh a lot because most of the time it isn't. It's just taking something away or or something like that. It's not necessarily an income tax increase. Okay. Well, I think we've uh, got to wrap this up. So the final question, as usual, is from Gregory in Orlando, who wants to know, what do you think uh, the, um, the Miami Hurricanes football team will do this year? Okay, so I'm going to preface this question by saying in 1982, I became a Hurricane fan. So I was up late and I was watching, um, I was watching football and I wasn't supposed to. I was supposed to be in bed. And um, I uh, really, really became a, a fan of hurricane football. So I've been a fan for the good times, the bad times, the suspensions, the, the whole thing. So in the last 10 years or so, we have been completely irrelevant because we've hired bad coach after bad coach after bad coach after bad coach. So last year, Belsis, they hired coach uh, Rick from Georgia. He got fired from Georgia. He left Georgia. And now he's our coach. So we have a legitimate coach. So we have a legitimate shot this year. Now, it depends on what he did with recruiting, but we'll see what happens. I think um, hopefully we'll be ranked this year. I'd be happy with even be ranked 25th. So um, anyway, basically, I think um, I think that they have a pretty good shot. All right. Well, that's good to know. Well, I think this is going to conclude our show for today. If you didn't get your questions answered on the air, we will definitely email you back. Uh, remember to visit us on the web at uh, www.taxavoidancesLegal.com and uh, email your questions throughout the week to info at taxavoidancesLegal.com and we will do our very best to get it live on the air. And if we don't, we will always reply and make sure your question gets answered either way. The show uh, is sponsored by Tax Crisis Center LLC and CWSEAPA. Uh, CWSEAPA is a nationally recognized brand of accounting, tax, and financial services, and you can always give us a call at 1-844-CWSEAPA. You can always call uh, Tax Crisis Center at 1-855-IRS-2911. And thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to uh, next week's show. Have a great weekend. Thanks, everyone.